jump over the balcony to get down here in 30 seconds. Praise the Lord, it's time to get started. Come on, stand to your feet. Simple song that says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever.
morning, K Chapel. I want to put a little emphasis on something that Brother Thickpin say every Sunday he get up here. And he going to do it again this morning. He say that we should pray one for another. And I found that to be true. You know, sometimes you hear something and it kind of just gloss over you. You don't take it real serious. But what he say is serious because we're all going to have some issues that we need prayer for. Father God, it's once again that we petition the throne of grace. We thank you for your mercy and we thank you for your grace. We thank you, Father God, that we was able to get up this morning and come out to the house of prayer. And we just continue to ask your blessings. Father God, we know that we can not do anything by ourselves, but it's through others. Father God, we know that you are only going to come as close to us as our neighbors, as our friends. You're not going to come down and take care of the sick. You're not going to help the hunger. But Father God, for those things that we are able to do, to lift you up, those things we should do. Father God, we thank you for our leadership here at this church. We thank you for our fellowship. And we pray, Father God, that you just continue to bless this church, this city, this nation, as we go forward. For us in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, let's love on him this morning. Simply say, I love you. I love you. Yes. I love you. Love you, Lord, today. I love you.
Jesus. Amen. Amen. situation that was mentioned a moment ago I do love the Lord and I know he's without him we would be nothing amen so we need to just love our friends love our families and love our enemies I'm not gonna say it's easy but we need to do it anyway amen God bless you this time I want to ask you to please stand for our responsive reading May we all read together. And the blood of Jesus Christ is on the of us all sin. That's pretty good, isn't it? Let's say that one more time. And the blood of Jesus Christ is on the of us all sin. And that same blood will never, never lose its power. about it, the blood.
wonderful just to know that the blood will never, never lose its power. I'd like to share with you just a few announcements at this time. I ask that you just keep these families in your prayers because it's a difficult time to lose a loved one. The funeral services for Stacy Pickens, the son of Sister Gloria Greer, will uh, happen on this coming Wednesday, probably at 12 noon, uh, but it will be here at K Chapel. The service will be here at K Chapel. We ask you to please pray for again for that family. Joyce Love, Sister Cynthia Davis passed away. The funeral will be held on Monday in Washington, D.C., but we ask you to please pray for that family. Also, our own brother Michael Harris, that's the sound man back there, lost his father, and we ask you to please pray for him as well. We ask you to please pray for all of our sick and shut-in members. Our own Deacon uh, Thornton, the brother Thornton's wife lost a loved one, and we ask you to please pray for that family as well. Um, Mrs. Claude Wilson also lost her mother, and we ask you to please pray for that family as well. Don't forget to continue to pray for our own sister Rucker. That um, burial took place just a week ago, but we ask you to continue to pray for that family. And also, please pray for our own deacon Derek Ashley. He lost an aunt and need the prayers of the church. Um, I believe these are announcements now that I have, and at this time, we're going to ask that we receive announcements from the media. Media, you on? Good morning, Katie Chapel. We're hoping to see you on this Tuesday, June the 26th, from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Witherite Family Life Center. Tickets are only $10 for our Roaring Twenties Mix and Mingle. Stop by the Old Fellowship Hall and pick up your ticket on today. Just in case you haven't heard, we're celebrating here at Cade Chapel on July the 13th at 6 p.m. under Buckley's Big Top. Come out to the Willie Wright Family Life Center for fun and fellowship and free admission. We'll see you there. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events and to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family. Just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. I just know we have some visitors today, and listen, we always happy to see our visitors, so if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you to please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Amen. God bless you. Stand up, visitors. Let's give them a big K-Chapel welcome. Visitors, we want you to know, please remain standing. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Buck, our pastor, Mary, Reverend Horst Buck, all the members of the K-Chapel family, just so happy, so happy that you chose to worship with us today. If you're just visiting, please come anytime you're scheduled live. But if by chance you're looking for church home before you leave today, we're going to try to convince you that you found home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something. You're going to get here at K-Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. God bless you. This is our fellowship period. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to K-Chapel.
I believe we have a special announcement at this time, and we're going to ask Brother William if he would come up and just remind us. Good morning. I am here this morning on behalf of the Pastors Anniversary Committee. Um, in the book of Galatians, Paul reminds us of our responsibility to those who lead us in ministry. And in chapter 6, verse 6, it says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. And in other versions, communicate is translated into share. So what Paul is saying in Galatians is that those who benefit from hearing the word have a responsibility to share in all good things the one who ministers the word. On the fourth Sunday in July, we have an opportunity to communicate with our pastor in all good things. And as a church, we need a word from you to communicate the things that we want to communicate. Uh, as a church, we would like to say to our pastor that our God is a faithful God and that when he assumed the call 11 years ago, that faithful God will make sure that he is blessed. But in order to communicate the faithfulness of God, we need a word from you. We would like to communicate to our pastor that we are willing to invest in the future of this church and in this ministry. But in order to communicate to our pastor, we need a word from you. We would like to communicate to the man that has stood with us in times of trials and tribulations and celebrated with us in times of joy, that has provided us wisdom and support from the pulpit, our words of appreciation. But in order to communicate our appreciation to him, we need a word from you. We are asking every member to contribute $50 to the pastor's anniversary, at least. Now, I say at least because some of you have never been short on words before, and we don't want to stop you now. So the fourth Sunday in July, we need your help in celebrating 11 years of dedication and 11 years of service. Thank you. Mr. William, that was spoken so eloquent. We may have you come again. Thank you so much. $50 is not much for all that we get, so we ask you to please do what the Lord um, directs you to do, and I know what that's going to be. This time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate all over again. We'd like to remind you that during early morning service, we only do one offering, so we're going to ask now, as we prepare to give, as we have been so blessed, we're going to receive words from the pulpit. The choir will be coming after which we're going to ask you to please give as you have been so blessed. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. This is the word of God. For the people of God. Praise and glory be to God. Amen. Usher's choir. <clears throat> mm -hmm. 
Father God, we know that you've been with us from day one. From the beginning of time, we know you've been there. Even though some of us did not acknowledge your presence, but we know you've been there all the time. And for that, we say thank you, Lord. And Father, we humbly ask now that you will continue to bless us Bless us to know that you are God and you are God all by yourself. As we remind each other that the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one that endures until the end. 
Thank you now, Lord, for these, your people who have gathered. We thank you now, Lord, for these gifts which have been given. We humbly ask that you will bless the givers. And dear God, bless those that desire to give, that didn't have anything to give. Above all, Father God, we ask that you will bless those that will be blessed through our giving. And we thank you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. things he will stay with you amen this time now we're going to pause for the final selection for the morning after which we will get the message for the morning so we ask that you just whisper a word of prayer and ask the lord to prepare you now to receive the message that's forthcoming from our pastor quiet please come everyone under the sound of, of my weak voice. You know, I thank God this morning for waking me up this morning and clothing me in my right mind. And I'm so glad that I, I kept my mind stayed on Jesus. And you know, I look back over my life and I think about I can't do the things that I used to do. Can't say the things I used to say, go to places I used to go because God saved me. And you know, I keep my mind stayed on Jesus simply because mm, you know that I, yeah, got it on. Lord, we 
yes I do could fit on the back. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he put his fedora on and shine those shoes and we would make it to the little church house called Liberty. We would sing and rejoice until heaven got the news. Thank God for this day and thank God for you, my brothers my sisters in Christ. It's been a good week. Many of our people have been away in Oklahoma City all week, and though many of them have been away, I see many of them here this morning. God's got a special reward for you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And we thank God for you, and I pray and I know that you've had a great time. We thank God for you representing uh, the kingdom of God and certainly K Chapel in the marvelous way that I know you did. Amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you. I want to invite your attention this morning to the gospel according to St. Luke. St. Luke chapter 14. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 14. Beginning with verse number 16. Verse number 16. 
And when you get home, I, I really want you to read that, that, that chapter in its entirety. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautifully written uh, passage that ties so many teachings and stories together in one, into one narrative. Uh, in verses prior to 16, Jesus is taking the time to teach about not thinking too much of yourself. talks about if you go to somebody's house to eat, don't get the best seat. But sit in a lesser seat. Say Because you might be sitting in somebody else's seat. And if you're supposed to be there, let the host bring you to the place where you think you ought to be. Amen. He says, you'll save yourself a whole lot of embarrassment. Somebody talk to me in here. See, Jesus is a practical teacher too. But then in verse 16, he tells this parable. He says, then said he unto him, a certain man made a great supper, bade many, sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, come, for all things are now ready. They all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. The servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. The Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk this morning briefly from the subject, Room at the Cross. Room at the Cross. Carol Pat, there's a song, very simple lyrics. I won't sing it now, don't worry. But very simple lyrics that declare there's room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for some. There's room at the cross for you. The message in that song is in essence the message of today's text. There's room. There's room for you. There's room for you. There's room for you. And you don't have to wonder or worry about if you will fit in. There is room. 
You don't have to try to figure out how the Lord is going to use you. There is room. Don't worry about the baby. Look at me. You don't have to wonder or be apprehensive because of your past or because of what you did. There is room. There is room for you. You don't have to be doubtful because of your former mistakes or your past life or even some of your present doings. There is room for you. And the text suggests that the text suggests that you don't even have to try to get it right before you come. There is room for you just as you are. For the master calls all of us as we are to his table. He calls all of us in our frailties and in our weaknesses and in our shortcomings and with our issues to come and take a seat at his table for there is yet room. And the reason there is yet room is because the cross of Jesus Christ still casts a shadow of his grace that is wide enough to cover us and our sin. The cross of Jesus Christ still casts a shadow of his mercy that stretches beyond stretches enough to reach beyond our faults and our shortcomings and tend to our needs. And somehow, the church has got to get back to preaching and teaching the cross. The Bible declares that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. The preaching of the cross is the power of God. Yes, the cross is the power of God on display for the world to see. For in the cross, we see God's immeasurable love for mankind. The cross tells the story of God's love and the limits to which he is willing to go to make sure we have a seat at his table. Let's look at the cross's story for just a moment. For the cross tells us that God loves you so much that he was willing to let his only begotten son be both the remedy and the ransom to redeem the souls of mankind. He loves you that much. Loves me that much that he was willing to allow his only son who knew no sin to become sin. He loves us that much that he was willing to allow his only son to feel like he was being forgotten and forsaken by his father in what was during his most needful moment. Remember, he says on the cross, my God, my God, why is thou forsaken me? He loves us that much that he is willing to let his only son take on the shame and the guilt and the public scrutiny by laying down his life on a cross meant for criminals when he was only the innocent Christ. And the church 
must continue to cling to the message of the cross and rest in the shadow of the cross and share the fact that there is still room at the cross. <clears throat> there is still room. Still room. Still room for you. That is the point of this parable. Preachers to teach that there is room and the agency of the cross is the means to the table. Listen to the parable. Jesus, Jesus says a man is going to host a banquet and he makes a great meal and he sends out invitations. When the meal is ready, he's finished smoking the meats and getting all the dishes prepared. When everything is ready, the table is set. He sends his servant out to tell the invited guests to come on. The ones he had sent the invitations to, he says, go tell them now the meal is ready. They can take a seat. But you saw what happened. All of the invited guests started coming up with excuses. Well, I bought some oxen, one says. I got to get them trained and see if they know how to pull. Please excuse me. Another one. Another one, another one says, I, I just got married. Surely you don't want me to show up. I got a wife at home. All, all different excuses for why they would not come to this man's feast to which they were invited. Recognizing that he is prepared. Great feast. His instructions to the servant are to then go into the streets of the city and bring the cripple, the lame, the poor, the blind. Watch this. All of those that he had not initially invited. Says go get them. Bring them to the table. Don't miss that. The master says get the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind and seat them at the table. Watch this. Don't fix them. Just give them a seat. Don't, don't try to heal them. Just give them a seat. Don't, don't try to change them. Just tell them to come and take, wish I had a witness here, a seat. Let them bring themselves and their issues to my table and let them sit. That's good news right there because the Lord accepts us as we are. And there's no need of anyone in here waiting until you get yourself right before you come. I hear people say all the time, Reverend, I'm coming, but I got to get it right. No, no, you just come. You just come with your, an open heart. You come with an open mind. You come with, with an open spirit. And when you come in earnest and in honest, God will do the rest. He said, you just come. You come, you come. No need of you waiting until you get right. Just come. The old church hymn says, I came to Jesus as I was, weary, wounded, and sad, but I found in him. Wish I had a witness in here. Resting place, and he made me glad. God allows us to come to him as 
we are. Now coming as we are does not mean remaining as we are. You know I ain't going to let you get off that easy. C coming as we are does not mean we keep doing what we've been doing. Don't get quiet now. No, 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 no. God, God allows us to come, but, but coming means that we're open to changing. Come on and talk to me if you can. God, God, God you, 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 you may come as an adulterer, but you don't remain. Come on and say amen if you can. You, 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 you may come as a cheater, but, but you don't keep on. You, you may come as a liar, but, but you don't keep lying after. You ought to be a change after you come. And, 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 and I give you scripture for that. Jesus looks at the woman who is caught in adultery and he says, listen, I don't condemn you. Leave here. But he said, but don't keep doing what you're doing. Go and sin no more. You can't keep doing what you were doing when you came to the Lord, even though he invites you to the table, it is a table of acceptance, but it is also a table of transformation. The master invites us to come. Servant says, well, I've gone and I've gotten the lame, the crippled, the blind. And Lord, there is still yet room. I've gone to the city streets. I brought everybody you told me to bring, but master, your table is so big. Your provisions are so great. Your meal is so large. It's still room. I got, I got four quick points and I'm going home. The reason, the reason why there's so much room in the kingdom is because, first of all, of the extensive breadth of the cross. The extensive breadth of the cross. The cross relates to and reaches everybody. That's why there's so much room because the cross does not limit itself, but, but the cross says, whosoever will, let him come. Jesus says from the cross, I love you and no matter who you are or where you are, you are welcome to come. The Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that what? Whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The love of God is not extended to a select few but to whosoever. Whosoever includes the wayward son, whosoever includes the lost daughter, whosoever includes the despondent husband, whosoever includes the depressed wife, whoever you are and whatever you carry, I need you to hear this morning, there's room at the cross for you. Whoever you are and wherever you've been, I need you to hear there's room at the cross for you. Whatever you've done and whatever you've imagined yourself doing, there's still room at the cross. The reason there's room not only of the extensive breadth of the cross, but because of the eternal length of the cross. The work of the cross stretches from eternity to eternity. 
It has no beginning. It has no ending. Which makes it impossible for us to measure the lengths to which God will go. Yeah, everything we can see, we can measure. You can measure this pulpit. You can measure these uh, stands for music. You can measure the posts holding the balcony. You can measure the square footage of this sanctuary. Everything we see, we can measure. Noah's Ark measured 300 cubits in length, 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits high. Solomon's temple was 60 cubits long and 20 wide and 30 high. Everything has a measurement to it but the love of God. You try to put a measuring tape to it and somehow you, you run out of tape before he runs out of love. Do I have a witness here? The psalmist Put it in terms like this. He says, as far as the east is from the west. Now you measure that if you're bad. As far as the east is from the west. That's how far God separates us from our past and from our sins. And he loves us enough to put that much distance between where we've been and where we're going. You cannot measure his love. Yes, the eternal length of the cross, the extensive breadth of the cross, but then there is the enormous height of the cross. For from the throne of God, he draws all men unto himself. From earth to heaven, God demonstrates his power and his authority. I'm talking about the enormous height of the cross. From earth to heaven. The cross tells the story of the power of God because remember, they thought they were taking Jesus' life. But Jesus said, no, let me give you the clear understanding of this. Nobody takes my life. He says, but I willingly lay it down. In other words, I'm always in control. Even when it looks like somebody else has gotten power over me. He said, no, flip the script and understand. I never abdicate my authority to anyone. I'm always in control. And all of earth and all of heaven is under his authority. And when I see the cross, I see its great breadth, and I see its great length, and I see its great height. But lastly, I see the enduring depth of the cross. For you can fall to the bottomless pit of humanity, and somehow you still can't go too deep that God won't be there. You can mess up bad. You can do that which you thought you never would have done. You can find yourself in places you, you swore you would never end 
up. But good news this morning is that however deep you fall, that there is a depth of God's love that will meet you there. For Romans 8 and 38 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, when I see the cross, I'm reminded that he loves me so deeply. How deep is his love? Paul says in Romans 11 and 33, all oh, the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways. I'm through, I passed, finding out. Look at that, he says his ways I passed my understanding. I can't figure out how he loves me the way he does. <laughs> oh, I know some of you sitting there think you easy to love. But I dare you to ask one or two folk who know you. Oh, yeah, you think. It's a privilege to love you. You think it's easy to get along. Come on and talk to me here. To get along with you. You, 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 think, you think that everybody ought to be able to like and love you. But do not be confused. You got your ways. And I got mine. And I thank God. That he put folk around me who will love me in spite of me. I thank God that he surrounded me with people who understood, well, today Monday, Buckley just being Buckley. Give him some space and some time, he'll come around. Don't look at me like that. You, yours is Tuesday. Yours is Friday. All of us got our days when we aren't quite at our best. Come on and talk to me if you can. Somebody said, yeah, you got five days. I saw you, I saw you, I saw you. But all oh, the depths, it says, and his ways are past finding out. I cannot figure out why God loves me as deeply as he does. But instead of trying to figure it out, Derek, I'll just be glad that he does. He's too deep for me to understand. His mercy is too deep for me to measure. His grace is too deep for me to calculate. His forgiveness is too deep for me to comprehend. And herein lies the message of today. Because his love is so deep and his grace is so wide, his mercy stretches so far and his rule extends over all of earth and heaven. Because of that, there is room for you. For he is limitless in his ability to save. There is room for you. God is limitless in his heart to forgive. There is room for you. He is limitless in his capacity to give grace. There is room for you. He is so deep and there is so much room. He has not run out of room at his table. All of the seats have not been taken yet. 
there is still room. There's standing room in the shadow of the cross. There's kneeling room at the foot of the cross. There's praying room at the base of the cross. And this is why the cross must remain central to the Christian faith. The cross is the right symbol and deserves both prominence and preservation in the culture of today's church. I know it may seem old and antiquated and perhaps even out of date for the modern church. Modern church designs and decor oftentimes go without the cross being included. But the cross is more than a design element to be used for interior spaces. It is more than a piece of religious art to be admired in museums and art shows. The cross is more than a fashion statement worn around the neck or screen printed onto your t-shirt. The cross is the emblem that reminds me that on Calvary's hill, on an old rugged cross, Jesus Christ took my punishment. He paid my ransom. He secured my freedom. And he restored my relationship with God through his blood. There is room for you. You hadn't done too much that God doesn't still have a, a seat at his table. There's room. And you can come as you are you're here this morning I, I want to extend to you an invitation the man in the parable extended an invitation to people who he initially wanted to come but when those who he wanted to come did not show up he said you know what let me just open it up to anybody and anybody who wants a seat at the table good news this morning is that through Jesus Christ God says whosoever will let him come yes salvation was initially intended for the Jew only but through Jesus Christ he opened it up to all Jew Gentiles and all can be saved what do you do I give my heart to God I open my heart and I say, Lord, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins and I believe he rose again from the dead. And if you're here this morning, there's room at the cross for you. The doors of the church are open. If you're here this morning, you're invited to come. Wherever you are, whoever you are, won't you come right now? At last, and did my Savior bleed? And did my Sovereign die? Did he? such a worm for such a worm as I can you sing that together last and did alas and did I say your bleed and did my sovereign die and he last say 
at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw and the burdens Experience Minister Willie Wright coming on the Christian experience. Now we laughing like that because we got a Willie Wright that goes way back in our church family. Amen. Amen. This is not Willie Wright. Amen. This is another Willie Wright. Amen. And no relation. Is that right? Right. No relation. God bless you. All right. God bless you. You're coming on the Christian experience. That means that you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Is that right? Yes, sir. Amen. You've already been baptized. Is that correct? Oh, yes, sir. Amen. If this church accepts you as a member, you're going to be a faithful member. Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless you. What I want you to do is go with Sister Butler here. She'll get you registered in new members orientation classes. God bless you. Let the church say amen.
acknowledge, O oh God, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sin and to cleanse us from all of unrighteousness. We thank you now. Now, God, as these elements are served, we pray, O oh God, that as we partake of them, that more of your glory and more of your image would be inside of us, but then would be reflected in our words, our thoughts, our deeds, and our actions. In Jesus' name, amen. with a gluten sensitivity, we do invite you to uh, recognize yourself so that we might give you gluten-free wafers. We do have them available. Uh, Ken Brown, our usher, will make them available to you if you have that gluten sensitivity. We certainly want you to still participate with us in the Lord's Supper. Let us praise God together.
spring we're in together. and said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, after the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, this is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. finished they sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. May the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.